Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Conversations throughout the world of athletics, typically basketball. Today's guest, someone I'm interested in hearing his thoughts on the growth of the women's game at the college as well as the WNBA level and what the youth grassroots level is doing to help get these girls ready for the next level of high school, college, and maybe professional basketball. From the Northwest, part of the Nike EYBL Tree of Hope program in the Seattle area, Coach Maurice Mo Hines. Coach, thanks for joining. Man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's kind of been a long time coming with us. We're trying to set this thing up, and yeah, finally, you know, we get together. So yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on, man. No worries. It's fun challenge for me to uh, connect with a lot of different people with this podcast and learn about coaches and athletes' backgrounds and, and how they've gotten to be where they're at, as well as hear their perspective on the game in different realms. You and I had chatted on the phone a month or two back and um, you've got an awesome perspective and an awesome experience in the girls into women's college basketball uh, landscape. Give us a little bit of background of you growing up in Baltimore, you said, moving to the Pacific Northwest and then growing your coaching career. Give us some of your experience and your background. Yeah, so uh, I moved to um, Seattle when I was 16 and, uh, you know, played some high school ball here, played a little bit of junior college ball here, and then uh, right away got into coaching. Uh, it's a club actually that's still around, uh, Emerald City uh, Basketball Academy, and uh, learned a lot of things from uh, Emerald City, but that got me into the realm of, you know, coaching girls basketball. Uh, I started out with a, a youth girls team. Um, fifth grade and, you know, kind of, you know, took those kids all the way through. And, you know, it just gave me a lot of per perspective on like development and teaching. And, you know, a lot of those things that some coaches like miss out on, they kind of just start at the top, you know, and I really started at like fifth grade, you know, and moved all the way up the line. And, you know, when those kids were, you know, I think sophomores, uh, I got a job, got a, offered a job at Washington State with June Doherty. Uh, one of my mentors and, you know, rest in peace, uh, Coach June. But, uh, yeah, we uh, – so I ended up getting that job and, you know, going to coach in the Pac-12 for seven seasons and, you know, then going back to Tria Hope. So I've gotten to see, you know, the game on both sides. You know, and then one of the also things when I came back, uh, I started doing a lot of things with the Storm and, you know, running scout for them. And, you know, I'd be in every practice and – you know, see how hard they practice and their discipline and, you know, how they approach the game, you know? So it's like, I've you know, kind of been at every level, like all four levels. So you got the youth, 
you got the high school stuff, you have college and then watching pros, you know, so, you know, I've kind of been all around the, the game, you know, so. I love hearing stories of coaches who've gotten to a high level like yourself, um, uh, coaching at the, the Pac-12 Division One level, who started at the youth level. Uh, two of my recent guests kind of come to mind quickly when you share that example. Ben Sullivan is an assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. He won a championship with the Bucks last year. He was a guest a month or so ago, and he shared how he started coaching fifth grade boys in Lake Oswego, Oregon. And he was hooked within the first 10 minutes of his own practice that that's what he wanted to do. Now he's coaching at the highest level. Matt Logie, actually, he's the head coach of uh, Point Loma, a Division II powerhouse. He started coaching the same program you talked about, Emerald City. What is it about finding a great youth program that really can kind of motivate and teach youth, but also give experience and motivate coaches like yourself to get going? You know, I, I think it starts with like a love, you know, for the game. And, you know, we start out playing, right. And, you know, loving the game. And then when we can't play anymore, right. We still want to be around the game, you know? And so, you know, and then, you know, it's just that, that love of like teaching, you know, I, one time a parent uh, told me one time, she was like, you're a teacher, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a basketball coach. She's like, no, you're, you're actually a teacher, you know, and you need to start like approaching it the same way you know, or feeling the same way, you know, when someone moves on, you got to feel proud of yourself that you taught that kid. And, um, but yeah, uh, me, myself, and a lot of people don't know this about me is like right now I have, I coach a fifth grade girls team. You know, I coach a seventh grade B team. Um, because like, I enjoy that process. You know, I enjoy that process of seeing kids come up and develop and, you know, get to their goals, you know, but it also teaches you as a coach. It humbles you as a coach, you know, uh, a lot of coaches just sit at the top and coach 17U, man, and, you know, get the best kids. And, you know, I've never really been a fan of that. That's just, like, not me. You know, I want to start at, at the beginning, you know, and push kids, like, all the way through. I respect that because you haven't coached at the highest level, the Pac-12 women's uh, Division One. not a lot of people will – then go back and give back and help the next round of up and coming athletes. They continue to search out their next opportunity at that level. You may have, have network uh, networks and opportunities in the future, but in the meantime, you're working with the, the next group of great athletes. Tell us a little bit about Tria Hope at the Nike EYBL level and, and how they're really trying to help prepare kids for their opportunity to maybe get to that next level. Yeah, uh, Thomas James. Uh, Thomas James is the founder, uh, director of Tria Hope, you know, and he started Tria Hope out of his church, uh, Tabernacle. Uh, it's on, I think it's on 15th and Jackson, uh, Central, Central District of Seattle. And uh, yeah, he started it there, just, you know, reversible jerseys, you know, putting kids in vans and driving around, you know, and, you know, trying to help kids get to school. And it, it just grew from there, from what they, you know, put into it. You know, they were getting like donations from the church and, you know, it just built and built and built. People started to see, you know, the development time he put in, you know, so they would take their kid to Tree of Hope. You know, this is the place to be. And it, it just blew up, you know. And I mean, they've had McDonald's All-Americans. Um, yeah, let's see, Katie Collier, you know, that played at UW, Haley Van Lith, um, Delaya Daniels is another one. 
you know, but it started. Yeah. He was, you know, he tells kids this all the time because he actually coaches with me. He's uh, my assistant. And one of the things he brings out every year, he's like, man, you guys get all this stuff. You guys don't know when I used to drive around in that van and, you know, I had these reversible jerseys and, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how it started. And, you know, now it's, you know, kind of boomed into, you know, one of the best programs in the country. You know, we start at second grade and, you know, all the way through uh, high school. And, um, you know, one of our main goals, you know, is development from about second to eighth grade. Right. But then when they get in high school, you know, we're trying to help kids get to college. You know, we're trying to, you know, help them reach their goals. And we get a lot of funding. You know, Nike's been really good with that. They've started to give girls money, you know, and, you know, I've gotten a lot of funding from like private investors around the Seattle area. You know, so we've had a, a good backing, you know, and a, a good, you know, I say structure, you know, of getting kids to go where they need to go. You've mentioned uh, culture, coaches are also can be considered teachers. And I a hundred percent agree with that. You also mentioned your, your mentor, uh, June Doherty. When I was a player at the university of Washington before transferring to Gonzaga, June was the women's coach and I didn't get to know her well, but we had a few conversations in passing. Uh, I, I found her to be a, a great basketball mind. I found her to be very inspirational and, and, and uplifting to her own players. How did she mentor you and how did she have an impact on you as a young coach? Um, you know, one of the things that I, I would say stand out to me the most is being a good person. You know, and that was one thing about June is, you know, she was like just a great person and she looked out for people, you know, and I really took that, you know, with me when I went home, you know, and uh, we still, you know, we remained, you know, friends, you know, for a long time, still friends. Actually, I'm going over to Boise this weekend, so I'm probably going to go see Mike. But um, the thing that, uh, yeah, I, I pulled from her the most is being a good person, taking care of people, you know, like, uh you know, doing what you say you're going to do, you know, um, and she did, she always did, you know, and there's a lot of other things, you know, you know, X's and O's, you know, uh, recruiting, uh, you know, that I learned from her because, you know, she, and, and speaking, public speaking, she was the best, you know, you, she stand up, you know, in front of a crowd and I'd say, we should do these golf tournaments, right? And, you know, we would have to go like after the football coach, she'd stand up there, man. And she'd take that whole crowd. Like it was nothing, you know, she was, she was great at that, but yeah. Uh, love June, man. She was, she was a great, she was a go. She was. Yeah. She did have uh, a definite impact on the schools that, that she, um, coached at, and I've heard no negative words about her. And it sounds like her impact on you was, was, was large. You've been around the girls and women's game for quite some time. What have the biggest areas of improvement been in your time from coaching at the college level to now being on that Nike EYBL circuit? Because when, when I see highlights and clips and then I watch the college game, I've definitely seen an evolution in the game over the last 10 years or so, but you've been a part of seeing it live and in person every day. Yeah, man, you know, you know, girls basketball and this basketball, you know, they get a lot of, you know, feedback because, you know, they don't play above the rim, right? But that's changing like rapidly. You know, girls are really starting to get up and throw it down. Um, but also just like hailing the ball, you know, these kids these days, man, like 
these girls have handles, you know, like 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 they're playing out on the New York blacktop. Uh, you know, uh, my point guard, actually my point guard that I have right now, you know, we had her playing with uh, a couple guys who were playing overseas the other day. You know, and she's making moves and hezzies and, you know, getting guys, you know, and these were like grown men, you know, so it, it's really changed. I mean, I, I think, you know, girls are starting to, you know, adapt to the game, like how guys did. And they're, they're just growing, you know, it, it's huge growth, maybe even more than guys. What about the the biggest misperception that's out there? You know, I, and I, with what I do in the, in the college basketball analyst space and with my work with SB Live, I'm more focused on on men's college basketball and NBA. And but it's because I I don't have enough time to cover everything. Um, but when I've watched the game, I've been impressed with a lot of the players. What's the biggest misperception that somebody who really hasn't seen a lot of WNBA or college women's basketball? Uh, that they will bust. Yo, I don't know if I can curse. So I'm not gonna... <laughs> so in scout, man, like in scout, I see there'll, there'll be guys walking in um, and, you know, they'll just, you know, think that, oh, OK, I'm just going to get out of here. No, dude, they who, you know, the professionals, they don't miss shots like, you know, and, and you don't understand that till you get out there and you get busted up actually there's a kid um i'm actually uh at his house right now the good family friends of mine uh i'm down in kent uh the Huertas. uh all their kids go to kentwood uh kobe won a state title at kentwood he's actually finishing up his college career up in alaska fairbanks i think and so two summers ago you know he was back home you know and he was needing to get in the gym and i was like hey you need some conditioning come on down uh come on down and hoop with the storm He's like, all right, you know, come down. Oh, dude, he was dying. They were destroying him. He was dying, you know. And then, you know, the first thing that, you know, guys say is like, oh, man, I can't get used to the ball. You know, and the girls are like, oh, here we go. <laughs> that just, that's just talking trash to him, you know. So that is, I think that's the biggest misconception that that, that women can't, women can who, you know. And, and they're probably, you know, at times more skilled than guys. You know, and they, they make shots. Um, and one thing I love about the women's game, and you see this a lot in high school, um, not as much in college. You know, it's kind of the same with college, but in high schools, if you watch the EYBL, the EYBL, man, with guys, if you got the best guys, these guys are just going at these other guys and that's it. But the women's game, you see a lot of execution. You know, you, you see a lot of screens being set. You see a lot of sets going on. Um, and, uh, you know, that's another thing, too. You know, like early on, you know, the girls, I think, are learning more. Give me something on the, the Storm organization and Sue Bird. She's been, in, you know, an all-star level player. I'm sure she's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Um, she's one of those players that when you look at, she's in total control of the game. And you being around the Storm organization, give us a little insight on Sue Bird. I, I tell this to people all the time, you know, Sue is, Sue is a goat and, you know, I think Sue could play for five more years, man. She's that good. She's in that good of shape, you know? Uh, and she's probably the smartest player, men or women that I've ever been around. Um, and she just sees things, you know, and as you get older, you know, like, you know, we're, we're holding you down, Dan. I, 
I'm 43. I'm pushing the years right. now. Okay, I'm 42. <laughs> I'm 42. You know, when you got in your 30s, right? You're still hooping, you know, and you know, you're like, God, I, I just, you know, I might not be as athletic as I was, but I can just see things, you know, way. And these younger guys, man, I could pick them apart at any time, you know, and that's how Sue is, you know, like she can read a pick and roll better than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And she's in like peak physical like shape. You know, we would do these open gyms, these open runs, and uh, we'd get up and down and, you know, I'd be dead tired. You know, me, Ryan Webb, Jewel Lloyd, you know, and then after, you know, Sue just starts like doing sprints in defensive slides, man. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I wanted to like take a video to show my like high school kids, like this is how you prepare and this is how you get ready for a season. The greats are always great because of their preparation. Now I know the Seattle Storm as an organization has been very good. Um, you're on the inside part of that organization on the scout team, uh, helping them be ready. Give us a preview of the upcoming playoffs. Cause I believe they've either just started or as we release this, um, we might be a game or two into the playoffs. Um, oh, I'm, I'm shooting. I think they're going to get another ring, you know, when, you know, they had a little, you know, drop at the end of the season, you know, but I, coming off Olympics, I mean, they were playing Stewie like 40 minutes. I mean, like whatever it was, the full game. Sue was playing big minutes, full game. Um, but, you know, so they're a little drop, you know, just getting back into the rhythm. But, dude, I, I think we're running for another ring. You know, they they know what it is. You know, Jewel, you know, they know what it is, man. They, they're going to get another ring. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time. It, it's always nice to reconnect with somebody in the basketball world, and especially someone like yourself who who has a, a different insight and a, a different experience level on the women's side that um, doesn't get as much notoriety and, or coverage uh, as probably deserved. So appreciate you being a guest on, on the ISO for SB Live Sports. And I'm hearing it from you first, Seattle Stormer repeating, and they will get that ring this year. So thanks for joining. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. You take care. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.